Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they built and launched their businesses. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. Are you ready to take it to the top? All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 58 of Taking You to the Top. My guest today is Matthew Yeas. He's the founder and CEO of Extend Your Team. Extend Your Team finds global team members who get you out of a grind and get your business growing. They believe you shouldn't have to pay $150 an hour to solve a $15 an hour problem. And I happen to agree with them. Matthew, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Rami. Excited to be here. Great. So, uh, Matthew, to get us started, if you wouldn't mind, you know, taking us back from the beginning, tell us where you're from and a little bit about your upbringing and whether you were entrepreneurial as a child. Sure. So I grew up in uh, the suburbs of New York. Uh, My parents were divorced. So my father actually lived in New York City. I lived in Long Island with my mother and typical middle class upbringing. You know, nothing, you know, really stood out, you know, went to school, had friends. Um, growing up, I would say that, you know, was I entrepreneurial in nature? You know, I'd say somewhat. I did sell candy at school, but it wasn't, I mean, I didn't really have any entrepreneurial ventures, you know, much till in my 30s. Um, you know, I always wanted to be one. My grandfather owned his own business, but I never really had my own business until I was in my thirties. Okay. Got it. And, um, where, where did you work before you started your company? So this is my third company. Before that, I was a management consultant. Okay. And uh, business school, then further back, technology consultants, and various jobs in the technology field. Okay. So that led you somehow, I mean, was there like an issue that you realized, oh, I need to start this specific company? So for this specific company, which is a virtual assistant company, the answer is yes. But the... But my but starting my first company really happened because I at the time was working for the Chicago 2016 Olympic bid, uh, and this is back in 2009. And I met a, my boss there, who was a very senior executive or former senior executive from the restaurant business, very well known. And he, I, I actually got laid off. Um, in 2009 with all the you know, fallout from the recession. Right. He hired me directly to work for him at the Chicago 2016 Olympic bid. They were my client at the time. And then from there, he ended up st- starting a restaurant, uh, well, what became a, na- a national restaurant chain. He tapped me to help him start it. So that was my, okay. so really it all started because I got laid off and then I had a, you know, a good connection with someone. Okay. And what we were trying to solve then 
which still is a problem is, you know, we were creating the nation's first healthy, fast, casual chain. Okay. And fast casual is just a, a dining style. So it's a cross between, it's when you go up to the counter, like Chipotle, you go up to the counter order and then they bring the food to you. And sure. so you know, that was a big problem to solve because it's about healthy food. And that was my first taste of entrepreneurship, you know, as a company. And yeah. I loved it. And I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, there was an e-commerce company. Yes. So I did that for four years Okay. and I left, bounced around, did a couple short stints at a companies in Silicon Valley, realized very quickly that working for someone else wasn't for me, sure. right? Uh, my previous, you know, when I started the restaurant business with, or Mike started the restaurant with, business with me, um, I was, you know, number two to him and that was fine. But I, you know, I was number two to a very senior guy and I didn't want to be number two to someone who you know, didn't have as much experience. So I ended up acquiring an e-commerce portfolio. So it had three sites at the time, now four sites. It was sizable, did millions a year in revenue. And, you know, I, this is where for the first time I actually had to live with my decisions. My sure. anything decision I made had consequences and I had to live with them because I was the boss. And it was a very different position to be in than when you're a number two or you're working at a company because your failures are your own. Okay. And what I'm trying to understand here, I, I have a note here that says uh, you were working 14 hour days back then. Yes. So this is how I got to be where I am today. So one of the things that I think, you know, is my, a real fault of mine is I was always a grinder, right? I was just worked hard, worked my behind off. And right. I always thought that was like really a great thing, right? So, right. I mean, at the time I was, you know, you hear working in your business versus on your business. I was working in my business 14 hours a day and I was getting killed. And this is for three years my wife and I were going on a family vacation to China. Right. And she said to me, she says, I really would hope you're not working. Uh, you're not going to work in China. Right. And I'm, I'm not sure if you're married or not. I am. <laughs> okay. So that's not a request. You know, that's not a request, right? Sure. <laughs> it's a command. It's a command. <laughs> <It's a commit. laughs> Yeah. So what happened? So I said, okay, she's going to want, you know, you hired a bunch of people in the Philippines, right? Why don't you hire someone to run your company from the Philippines? And yeah, I said, I don't know, huh? And I said, I, you know, honestly, I don't know anyone that's ever hired a high level worker. Everyone's gone, you know, goes entry level, the typical virtual assistant. I'm going to do the, your social media. I'm going to do graphics. No one's, I've never heard of anyone getting like an executive. So, all right, let me try. So I spent about six to eight weeks looking for someone. I ended up finding her and I hired her, I hired Angelica a week before I left for China, mm -hmm. trained her up. I mean, I had a, an existing business with a team, so I mean, things were running, right? But I trained her on what she would need to do while I was away. And then I just went away to China. Uh, I worked maybe one hour a day. You know, just and really just to connect with and make sure nothing went off the rails. But she did everything 80% perfect, okay. which 
is most, I mean, honestly, that's the best uh, that you can expect anyone within one week. And within 45 days, I went down to three hours. And now I, if I work two to three hours a week, that's a lot. And, you know, she runs the entire team for me. And this was the impetus for me to start my current business, right? Which is doing the exact same thing for other people. So instead of the low-level virtual assistant that's helping with social media, I'm getting people who can help you run your business. And I mean, even so much as help clients, right? Angelica helped me start uh, my virtual assistant business. And we have, we grew, we've grown to 50 people within seven months. So, you know, getting that quality of a person for like 16 to 18 US. So that's my new business. Incredible. I was just going to ask, um, what, at what price point? So yeah. is, that the, is that the range, 16 to $18? Typically. So it, it all depends who we find, right? So if you, like, I found someone who runs a, who ran a 2000 person division and he is 25 an hour to a client. So that's, I mean, you know, and I've also found high level general virtual assistants. There's people with a lot of experience doing general virtual assistant work for 14, right? So that's right. the range. But typically speaking, if you want someone who can really make a difference in your business, 16 to 18, but certainly less than 20. Okay. And um, how, how is the revenue model set up for this? Is it on a case by case basis or do you have like a set pricing? So it's, it's uh it's again it's all who we find so it's you know obviously i have to make money right so i have sure. to find someone for you um i have to hire them and i i pay them right and then obviously i charge my clients you know the price i charge my clients and my it's 40 hours a week only we do not do it to part-time my experience with part-time you know unlike the united states where there's a culture of contracting and you know you have a client for four hours a week or you know 10 hours a month in the philippines everyone does want a full-time job or more, I should say most people. So we right. only do full-time hires. So it's whatever the rate is times 40 times the average of, of number of days in a month, which is 22. So it's you know, roughly called $3,000 a month. And okay. they are your 100% dedicated resource and they don't work for anyone else. Okay, I got it. And uh, w when did you launch this company? May. Is this, oh. Uh, Middle of the pandemic. In the middle of the pandemic, I what happened was my biggest business is uh, in wedding favors, like little things that you give to people at a wedding, right? So right, takeaways, right. right? So that's my. I have one of the larger wedding favor sites on the internet, and in at least for serving the U.S., I should say. Right. So uh, you can imagine how well that's going, right? <laughs> There's no weddings. <laughs> You're illegal, right? You know, sure. uh, there are shockingly there, there still are weddings, but uh, it's, it's, it's down significantly. And with what that allowed me to do. So I like to always say there's opportunity in chaos, right? right? You know, once I saved the ship, which, you know, took, I mean, you know, you structure a business doing millions of to do that's doing millions of dollars a year and revenue a certain way. Right. Right. And if that just gets the black swan and, you know, comes and just, just really just whacks out your business, you have to restructure everything. So I restructured everything. And then I said to Angelica, I said, well, I've always wanted, to, I love the idea of finding more people like you to help business owners. Can we do that? And she says, absolutely. 
And my first client was actually my accountant. Okay. I found him a, a great bookkeeper and, you know, he was a CPA and he just, just ran with it. The guy's doing a great job. He's still there. And from there, we, I just shook, you know, just kept on pounding the pavement of my network then slowly expand, started doing some marketing, try to get some brand recognition and just away we go. Incredible. And you mentioned that the company team size today is uh, around 50? Yes, around 50. Okay. So I, my goal is 100 people by September. I have a pie-in-the-sky number that we hit 150 by the end of the year, which I do think is – I actually think it could be low, but we'll see. If I hit 100 people by September, I will be a very happy person. I will be – you know, that's a year and, you know, what, four months from starting. But here, when we say team size, is this the team size for your company or this is the number of, you know, uh, virtual assistants that you've helped other people get? Sure. So our model, so it's the number of virtual assistants, but in our case, we aren't, you know, we're not a, uh, like um, a recruiter where we hot, you pay us a, a set fee right? and- you know, you, that's, they're your people. There are people. So we're actually hiring them and they're working for you and we, we support them. So think of it as a staff, it's really a staffing agency where we say, okay, we have this person, Maria, Maria can do your, this job. We recommend her. You interview her. If you like her, you take her. If not, we find someone else for you. We do bespoke searches, right? So we're, we're actually saying you're, you know, $16 an hour higher deserves as much attention as your $150,000 higher. And so, you know, you accept the person, we pay their benefits, you know, we, uh, we pay for their, for their internet. We require clients to give them vacation and then we support you and them throughout the engagement. Right. So I want 150, I want hundred virtual assistants. And then internally that would probably translate my guess. And what I know today is 10 to 12 people internally plus 10 to 12. So maybe, you know, 112 people. Okay. Understood. Which is still a lot. It's still a lot of people, even though they're not, you still have, even though you're not managing them day to day, there is, there are still a lot of things you need to work through with an organization of that size. Sure. And I mean, would it be fair to say, you know, like napkin math calculation that your monthly revenue is 150,000? Yeah, roughly. Okay. I just did that average 3,000 a month by 50. Okay. Roughly. All right. Um, So if I could do it, anyone else could do it. I mean, it's just, it's really one of these things where, you take, you know, you look at what happened to you and you, as a business owner and entrepreneur, and you say, okay, well, you know, this isn't going to be on pause for a little bit. I can't, I, you know, there's nothing I can do. And how do I use my skills to create something else and what is in demand? Like what problems did I solve for myself? Because that's really what this came from. I solved the problem for myself and I'm doing it for others now. Sure. I mean, you, you cut down your work from 14 hours to three hours. <laughs> Yeah, I think you pretty much validated it yourself. Yeah, it changed my life. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It, it really. I look at you know. I look at what my life was like, and I can't even believe I know better. 
right? right? I know better. And I can't even believe that I let my life suffer for, you know, two and a half years for no reason, right? It, it, you know, I invested so much time, you know, and treasure back into that business. What I should have done, and this was the biggest lesson, I think, entrepreneurial lesson, which I apply to this business, is gate success. If I don't achieve a certain level of success by X date, that's it. You know, sell the business, do something else, whatever it is. And that's what I should have done. And it was a real hard entrepreneurial lesson because once when you're in it, you don't necessarily, it's hard to see. My wife was telling me this and I was like, no, it's just around the corner. You don't understand. And no, she did understand. She's a, she's a senior executive. She's very smart. It's I, it's I'm the one who didn't understand. And it, you know, it's, it was a real hard lesson that I think hopefully others will hear this in their own ventures and say, yes, it, you know, I'm starting something new or I'm in something that's not go- That's, you know, pu- you know, just middling along. If I don't achieve, and I'm going to put a, a, a pole, flagpole on the ground. If I don't achieve X by X, I'm out. I completely get that. I mean, how would you suggest, I mean, how long is that, that period of time where you say, okay, I've given it a fair chance. So for this current business, yeah. Uh, you know, I had a number, um, a net profit number in mind. And if I didn't achieve that by June or July of this year, that was it. I was done. June uh, of this year, 2021. Yeah. So basically roughly a little over a year. A little over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, listen, if you fall slightly short, it's not, this is, the point isn't like, if I fell slightly short that I would have said, forget it. You know, if you're, you know, a thousand dollars short of your goal of your monthly net profit number, you're not going to quit. Right. Sure. But if it was not within a margin of error or okay, you know, I, you know, where it's very obvious I'm going to exceed that number, then I would have quit. Right. Thankfully, I, I achieved that, you know, by December. Perfect. And uh, out of the existing team members, are any of them developers? No. No developers. Now, my e-commerce business, yes. But I have one uh, offshore engineer. But my current business, no. There's no reason to, I mean, at this time, there's no reason to hire any developers. I had someone who set up a, you know, I hired an engineer to set up a remote desktop environment for me so people can log in. But other than that, no engineers are necessary. Okay, got it. All right, Matthew, uh, let's just take a quick break to thank uh, our first sponsor and we'll jump right back in. Sounds great. Our first sponsor is a company called TopTal. They have a global network to top talent in business, design, and technology that enables companies to scale their teams on demand. TopTal serves thousands of clients, including Fortune 500 companies and innovative startups, delivering expertise and world-class solutions at an unparalleled success rate. With elite freelancers in over 100 countries, TopTal connects a top 3% screen list of the world's top talent with leading companies in days, not weeks. Visit toptal.takingyoutothetop.io. That's T-O-P-T-A-L.takingyoutothetop.io. 
and get an 80-hour no-risk trial period. So you only have to pay if you're satisfied with the work. Get started hiring with TopTal today. All right, Matthew. Um, I want to jump quickly into the economics of the business, but I think I kind of, you know, I got the general or maybe, you know, the average in a month. Um, but I wanted to know, is the company bootstrapped or did you raise any capital at all? I did not raise any capital. Uh, I put a few thousand dollars in just to give us some float at the beginning of it. And we are profitable month two. And that was a Perfect. real big lesson. I mean, that was a, a big lesson of how to start a company. Now, granted, I wasn't paying myself month two. So, you know, you, you, I, but I didn't expect to pay myself month two. I have another business. So it, it was fine. Right. right. Uh, for most people, I guess the question is, when would you, I started paying myself month five, month four. And that was more, I wanted to leave money in because I wanted to make, you know, some investments. I wanted to make sure we're have some cash in the bank, but you know, beyond, you know, once I got a handle on that, then I started drawing, you know, then I started pulling money out. Okay. And that, that initial couple of thousand, what, what did you spend that on? Day one. That's a great question. I put, so I bought some uh, software as a service tools, Uh, you know, put up a, I just paid someone uh, very inexpensive to put up a landing page. Right. Uh, I, that was real. Now that I'm thinking about that was, you know, I had, you know, test out some email marketing tools, test out some LinkedIn tools, more things like that. And then that's really it. Uh, I ended up hiring a sales coach. Okay. So that was like month three. So he actually, you know, he costs money. Sure. But sure. that was after I have some had some profit and reinvested. Okay. And has uh, COVID had any impact? I know you started it during COVID, but do you think? after we're done with this pandemic, things will change for the better? Or is it because people now require more remote work that it's doing so well? In my opinion, so this business, I think would have done, would do well regardless. Uh, And the reason is there are so many people that already work remotely and, and it was people are open up to are open to this type of arrangement in general, especially when we talk about internet entrepreneurs. A lot of people do, are doing it, and a lot of internet and excuse me, a lot of internet entrepreneurs have used lower level talents and are looking for high level talents, right? Because sure. they're just tired of it. So I think there was a market where I think that this would be massively. Uh, why I think COVID is massively beneficial to this business is that now every company is open to the uh, is open to the opinion of this. They're open to saying, "Hey, we can use remote workers instead of workers in an office." So it completely changes the way work is done now. If you think about it, so I have a client who's a Midwestern uh, manufacturer. Mm-hmm. He's using appointment setters out of the Philippines to set appointments with his existing client. Mm-hmm. 
he took one person within 30 days, he took two more because they're so effective and the rate is, is fantastic for the United States. Right. My, I think that COVID is like pouring gasoline on a fire for this business. Now sky's the limit because the workforce can be global. If you think about it, everyone's a virtual assistant, not everyone. Many office workers are no different than a virtual assistant, right? They call them virtual assistants, but these aren't virtual assistants. They're just remote workers. What do you call someone who ran a 2000 person division working for you? I mean, they're not really your assistant, right? So what's the difference now between Manhattan and Manila, Uh Buenos Aires and Boston, right? Sure. Riyadh and Rhode Island, right? There's, There's no difference. And it's just time zones. And in the Philippines, there's a culture of working U.S. time zones anyway. So they don't have a problem. Now... You're talking, I, I mean, you're talking interest rate, you know, not interest rate, you know, salary arbitrage, where it's not that you're paying people like you're, you know, one of the misconceptions is, well, you're keeping people in poverty because you're only paying them X dollars per hour, which is, you know, poverty wage in the United States. Maybe so in the United States, but where they live, their cost of living is lower, prices are lower, and it's a solid wage for their country. Right, they're living a great life, and it's it's a real it's uh it's just I think it's about education, but I know people I know a, a few people who run very large companies in Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. and they're hiring all outside the United States now, or certainly outside of San Francisco, and and a lot of them are looking globally now because they're saying, wait a second, I can go get you know engineers in Canada. Argentina, Ukraine for, you know, a half the price of the United States. Okay. You know, a third of the price, right? We started talking about things are a third of the price. As good as people may be, they're not generally as good as three people. Sure. Right. You can be good as two people. Can't be. It's hard to be as good as three people. Right. So now it just changes how fast you can go with your dollars. Right. All right, Matthew, I want to jump into more of the the beginning of the idea of this in terms of validation and your current marketing. How how do you go about validating an idea? I mean, I just interviewed uh, a guy called Josh Little in the last episode, and he had a really cool rubric type sheet where he puts his ideas in and it ranks which idea he should go for. Do you have a way of validating ideas or, you know, a specific method that you use yourself? Man, you just made me feel bad about myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's really organized. No, no. I mean, for, for entrepreneurial, honestly, and this is how I have lived my professional life I go where the river takes me, right? Okay. You know, if you would have asked me when I went to um, business school that I would, within two years, be starting a restaurant chain with the number two 
at one of the largest restaurant chains in the world, or at the largest restaurant chain in the world, I would have said, you're crazy. I want to, what do I know about restaurants, right? But the opportunity presented itself and I took it. I was, you know, after that, I was selling stuff for fun on eBay as a hobby. My now wife is like, why don't you do something in the internet business? You seem to like this. I said, what's the internet business, right? You know, Facebook, you know, Twitter, you know, Google, but what, what is business on the internet? I thought I knew what it was. I had no idea. I, I didn't know anything about it, but I ended up buying an e-commerce business Two, you know, four years later, I start a virtual assistant business based on that. I, I really just go where the river takes me and how do I validate it? I think there's a misconception that a lot of people have that people are going to steal your idea. Right. I tell everyone my i talk to everyone about it drives my wife nuts she's like you're telling everyone you know you're talking about it and etc etc and i and my attitude is the more people that hear about it the better even if they tell me my idea stinks the better i get and think my the better my thinking gets and the sharper it gets and then i will change how maybe I position it, what the idea is, it'll evolve. But my idea, you know, with this virtual assistant business is definitely different than it was when I started. Right. Right. Um, and then, so through that, I validate it. And then I, you know, in this case, I ask for a customer. My first customer was my accountant. He's like, I need right. a great bookkeeper. I said, okay, do you mind if I try to find, find someone for you? If you can find someone for me, at X price, I'll get a, you know, a bookkeeper. And I found it for him. The guy was a CPA and he's fantastic. And, you know, away we go from there. That's, that's how we started. And then I asked someone and then I, in my networking groups, Hey, this is what I'm doing now. If anybody wants a virtual assistant, if you don't mind giving me a shot, give me a shot. Let me earn your business just one foot in front of the other, then, you know, then it's, you know, the scariest part was when it started, I started going out. So, okay, I had 10 people. That's great. But I knew, I personally had a relationship with all 10 customers. Right. The first customer outside that, in my opinion, was real validation. So how did you get that first customer? That first customer was, so let me think who it was. I think it was a manufacturer. That was because I had met him through a business school classmate's business school classmate of mine, his father. Okay. You know, his father was advising someone on the internet business on, on, on an acquisition. He's advising a business and they wanted to acquire an internet business. And my friend's like, you should talk to me. And so I just gave him, I just sat on the phone with him for a couple hours, walked him through the deal, you know, and you know, that was that I just did as a favor. Through that, you know, he's, you know, I told him what I was doing. He's like, could you, you know, he goes, one of these ideas that I had was I would like to, I need telemarketers to help appointment service. Can you find people like that? I go, look, I haven't done it, but let me try. You know, if we find someone, great. Like, you know, there's no risk to you. I'm not asking for any money. Just let's see. And I found someone. It took me about four weeks or it took, it took my team about four weeks mm-hmm. and we found someone. And then he, the, his people loved them so much that they took two more. And then from that, 
I did, I started with my, my coach. I did a lot of LinkedIn work, you know, posting constantly. Right. And that helped. And, you know, all of a sudden now I get leads from LinkedIn now, you know, so you now I'm really outside my circle. Now I talk to people all the time. I have no relationship with, but it was that first person I didn't know to me, which was the real validation. Sure. And are you doing any paid marketing at the moment? No. So this is all earned and hustle. Paid market. The challenge I have is we are doing something very different than everybody else. Everyone's coming in and say, I'll get you a virtual assistant on the Philippines for five to $6 an hour. I'm saying mine are 16 to 18. Now they are different people. Like it's not even the same category of, of worker, but now it's an education thing to tell people why. So I tested it, but when I started doing my, the, the, I use my, my ad agency, I started testing, you know, advertising. We just got the wrong people. So, so I said, just forget it. I'm not going to waste my time with uh, advertising just yet. Right. And I'll just go get it for, I mean, you know, free is fine too, but you know, the, the downside of free is it's not predictable in the same way paid is. Sure. And what, what do you think of podcasts as a marketing channel? I think they're fantastic. My, you know, I am working very hard at getting on a lot of podcasts mm -hmm. to talk about my story, to talk, you know, to talk to other entrepreneurs about, you know, problems they face. Hopefully it helps people and they get value. And I think it's a great avenue because it's an amplifier. It's today's radio, right? right. So let's just say I am fortunate enough to get on 20 podcasts a month. And let's just say they each have anywhere, they have 2000 downloads a month. Let's just pick a number, right? And a lot of podcasts have 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, but let's just take a very a lower number, right? Uh -huh. Even have a thousand, that's 20 to 40,000 people that now have heard about my company and know what I do and may be interested in it. Right. So, you know, I think like anything else, it's going to take 90 to 120 days because of how podcasts are published, right? So some of me, I may do an interview today with you, you publish it in six weeks or four weeks. So it's gonna take a ramp up time, but I think it's a fantastic way to grow your business. And I know a lot of people have done it. Great. Um, out of curiosity, does your website play a big role in you know, growing your company? Not yet. No. Not yet, but do you planet? Is there any SEO or specific things you're looking into? So I'm a little, okay. I'm a little burned on that. Not burned. I was sour. I would say right. it's a, it's a long SEO is a long game. It's a long-term game. It's, it's not a 90 day game. So you guys invest now to pay off in six to nine months, right? right. There are people that can do it shorter and, but you know, who do a lot of content marketing and, but they're very, very good at that. Like that's their right. thing. And I think the website will play a part, but I am actually going to build, going to build my business through partnerships, okay. LinkedIn, podcasts, and a lot of, you know, earned media, because I think that is a very effective way rather than focusing on making sure the right keywords or, you know, anything like that. I would focus on paid and try to make that work before I really would, you know, start spending money on SEO. 
Right. Okay. That's simply because of like my experience with e-commerce. I'd rather not rely on Google and I'd rather have five other channels besides Google. Because if you're on Google, you have to realize you're building your business on someone else's. You do not have any say in the rules. So as a result of that, what happens is, you know, they can just change the rules and your your all the work you did just disappears. Now you could say the same thing on LinkedIn, but you know, once you have, you know, it, it's it's different. Yeah, I agree. I mean, LinkedIn, the way I see it, you are somewhat building relationships on it without having to pay for it or you know, rely on an algorithm to build that relationship. I mean, if you just directly message the person that you really want to talk to, that's it. It's done. Exactly. You know, you can, you know, so people are getting a little inundated. So I think what's happening with LinkedIn is people are just getting like inundated with, you know, people hitting them up. You know, hey, you want to buy the sale? You want this? You want this? And it's a really terrible way uh, to start a conversation. So there's some of that, like I've gotten, like I've done like, Hey, I liked your podcast. I want to connect. And you know, someone sends me something nasty and I'm like, is that really what you say to a listener? And their answer is I get hit up with sales calls all day. Right. And so it's, 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 yes, it's a, it's a good avenue. I think for brand building, actually, like I'm just publishing, uh, you know, posts, videos i think it's really good for that i mean i'm hearing uh, a few people talk here and there about linkedin and how certain types of content are working versus others i mean they used to be like long form and now it's like a three line post gets like ten thousand likes on it and views and whatnot have you noticed any major change in linkedin's Algorithm? Yeah, actually, so my posts were getting anywhere between 30 and 120,000 views per post. Okay. Right? I was doing about, about, I was doing about three days a week. Mm-hmm. Sometime in late December, they definitely changed the algorithm because now I don't hit three. Is boom. Like, like wow. now. So the interesting thing is, though, what I don't know is if they made those 3,000 people so much better because I've gotten a lot of leads from LinkedIn in the past 30 days. <laughs> so it's one of two things is possible. So a view on LinkedIn, unless it's a, for video view is different, but a view on LinkedIn is kind of, it's, 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 it's just like, like advertising in, in the real world. They just see it. It's just hitting them, hitting them, hitting them, hitting your name, hitting your name, hitting your name, right? Right. Um, so it may, you know, it, it, it is helpful, but if those people who are seeing it are highly, highly targeted, then a view matters a lot more than if it's, you know, someone in China seeing my view, who's not you know, seeing my post, who's never going to buy my product, who's never going to do a relationship with me. So it's right. possible they tuned it a lot better also, but there absolutely has been a change in the algorithm. Well, I mean, as long as it's for the better, I don't see any problems with that. No, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. All right, Matthew, let's take another quick break uh, to, to thank our second sponsor. Then we'll wrap up. Sounds good. 
Our second sponsor is a company called Bluehost. If you have a business idea and simply want to put it out there, you'll need a domain name and a flexible WordPress site that needs to be hosted on a reliable server. Bluehost is your one-stop shop for all things web hosting. From design and marketing services to easy-to-use website builders, they are with you every step of the way. Thanks to their 24-7, 365 days a year live support, which you can get via chat, phone, and email. And any and all questions you have can be answered in no time at all. Bluehost offers unlimited disk space and bandwidth, an easy-to-use control panel, one-click WordPress installs, and more. Visit bluehost.takingyoutothetop.io today. That's B-L-U-E-H-O-S-T dot takingyoutothetop.io and get a free domain name for the first year. And you'll also get free SSL, security certificate, with any of their affordable hosting packages. Start your entrepreneurial journey with Bluehost today. All right, Matthew. Um, so what's one takeaway that you want my audience to get from this interview? The one takeaway I would say is that entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurship is a roller coaster and it's a journey. There are going to be ups and downs, but you got to stick with it to be successful. Right. Okay. Um, let's wrap up quickly with the famous five. Um, number one, what's your favorite business book? What got you here won't get you there by Marshall Goldsmith. Marshall Goldsmith. All right. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Not right now. I mean, I think CEOs are really glorified. Um, I don't particularly, you know, think there's someone I'm like, oh my God, he's amazing. Okay. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for growing your business other than yours? AppSumo. So AppSumo is a great place to get highly discounted SaaS tools. Right. And it's phenomenal. Saves you, saves you an incredible amount of money. Yes, I know. I know about them quite a bit. All right. Uh, number four, if you could give your 20-year-old self a piece of advice, what would it be? Be more academically oriented and quit the rat race sooner. All right. And uh, the final question, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven to eight. Okay, pretty good. My clockwork. Perfect. Matthew, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I look forward to maybe having a follow-up call with you in the future. This has been great, Rami. A lot of fun. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of the available podcast platforms so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you have an extra minute, leaving a review would help us grow.